Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furtan Daniel. As always, if any of the material in this podcast resonates with you and you are looking for coaching services, please feel free to contact me. I can be found on Instagram at you know as Zen, or you can email me directly, lifecoaching at youknowyazen.com. For this week's episode, I'm really excited to have Mike Campbell join me today. Um, Mike Campbell is from MC Coaching. He's a men's coach working with men to build better relationships with themselves. Mike and I talk about how men can improve relationships with other men, with their partners, and most importantly, with themselves. We discuss how essential it is for men to truly build a relationship with themselves so they can be better men in all their other relationships. I really hope you enjoy this episode. And if at the end you can leave a five-star review, I would truly appreciate it. All right, Mike, thank you again for joining the Easy Conversations podcast. I'm super, super grateful that you took the time today and uh, are you know, came here to have this conversation with me. Um, I'm really excited about the, the conversation we're going to have and some of the topics that we're going to discuss. But before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity for the listeners that are not familiar with your work and who you are to kind of talk about uh, what it is you do and, and also where you're located, because um, that is also important. So yeah, take it away. <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you, Fergan. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great. It's great to be here and and, and have a chat, uh, an easy conversation. Uh, yeah. So uh, my name's Mike, and for those who potentially recognise the genre of my accent, I'm a New Zealander. Um, now I'm in New Zealand. I normally live in Australia in the Gold Coast, but with the with the current times and all that kind of stuff, my my wife and I had uh, a little. Um, Baba last year, our daughter in the middle of the year around COVID and so all the borders closed, all that kind of stuff, all of our family back here in New Zealand. So they reached a point where we kind of figured, oh, we need to, I can't wait for the government to make a decision for me in terms of when things open. So let's go back to New Zealand and see our family. So we've kind of been here for a while and, and now we're somewhat stuck here because the borders are closed again. So I am in New Zealand, but this is kind of my hood, let's call it New Zealand and Australia. So yeah, the work I do, I'm a men's coach um, is the simplest way I describe it, you know, fundamentally. I help everyday men get the shit together, really, so they can get more from life, from love, and day. And yeah, there's, I suppose, lots that that, that comes uh, into that, but that's that's the start of it. So I can keep going, or if you want to me to direct it in any way. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing, and and you know, um, like not to say like I think we all kind of need to get our shit together at different times and points in our life, but what is it that you help men? Like you mm. know, if if someone's struggling. Or, or they really need to, you know, um, focus on certain areas. What are some of the things you do to help men really put it all together, especially uh, in the aspect of relationships? Because I think personally, especially right now, um, you know, we could talk about this for hours, but especially mm. in this pandemic, um, you know, men have learned a lot about themselves and they're also trying to figure out how they can show up in relationships. So, you know, I just want to maybe dive into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, there's 
there's there's there's lots of challenges that are present right now but at the same time you know we've always got challenges right and i think that's one of the things that's important for us to establish you know i talk about getting your shit together um it's not a never is is the idea of that that it's a magic point that we get to you know we've all got shit and and for me that's kind of one of the fundamental things that i want uh to be okay you know and for for men to to realize and accept and it's one of the things that i've seen um you know kind of time and time again you know I, i said before i work with everyday men like who isn't that but what i kind of mean by that is you know, dudes who aren't necessarily into personal development in a big way or the spiritual side of things, you know, they're everyday dudes, you know, out this part of the world, I would say things like they're tradies, you know, they're tradesmen, they are, you know, bankers, they, you know, work in mines, they're teachers, they're entrepreneurs, whatever. Um, but one of the things that I see is very common is that we've developed this idea that we need to kind of be like in amazingly ever present like all capable everything to everyone supermen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and nothing can affect us and we should be able to just be successful and happy and and in that we lose us because anything that doesn't fit into this mold of the perfect man essentially um that is you know capable of everything we kind of shame and brush away into the darker Mm -hmm. corners and and so therefore this idea that anything beneath that isn't necessarily going to be accepted or approvable and and that's kind of my shit and i'm need to hide that mm-hmm. and so we do right and yeah. so we live this life where we're kind of keeping our shit in the shadows and everyone's doing that but we don't connect to the fact that everyone else is doing that so we just think i'm the only one here who's got this shit mm-hmm. and as men you know we don't have this culture where we're it's it's you know normalized to connect with our mates and our brothers and and be real mm-hmm. and talk below the surface and so we kind of miss that everyone else has got shit too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we don't need to connect and and, and live perhaps at, at that level but when we can be real and connect with those around us especially our brothers i say that both in a, in a literal sense but also you know our, our friends and our mates and talk about our shit yeah we can actually navigate it and work through it and not be so held by it because we often think you know like for those who are listening i've got like a wardrobe next to me here right and we often think a closet if i just dump my shit in the closet there then it's it's fine it's out of the way but it's not Mm -hmm. it's it's running the show from behind the scenes it's pulling the strings and so if we want to not be so kind of beholden to our shit and, and we have to look at it yeah we have to deal with it and so for me that's kind of the idea of getting your shit together mm-hmm. right it's not a magical point in time where pff, i become this perfect human no a lot of the time it's simply acceptance mm-hmm. of some shit and exploring it and dealing with it and and working to kind of get past it and overcome it so it no longer has the same um yeah maybe power and hold over us and and we change our relationship to it Correct. and i can become more capable mm-hmm Mm-hmm. in the face of it and how it gets triggered in my life and so on so yeah. you know one of the simple things there is looking at that that's the first thing <laughs> yeah yeah and i think uh an important thing to note also is is uh, the fact that you know it's a lifelong journey right you're never going to 
not have shit to deal with. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, the, but, but the more you normalize it, the more you're willing to accept it, the easier it becomes. And that's mm. what I've found is the more I can talk about it and the more I'm vulnerable about it, the less it has power over my life and the more mm. choices I have and more control I have in that mm. aspect. Yeah, and, and I think that's part of the point is that we want to be able, you know, like there's because now there's this new thing that men need to be vulnerable and, and all this kind of stuff. It's like, yes, but not to be mistaken with living in that place, right? There's this, you know, element of like addressing and exploring and pragmatically overcoming and working through so that I can grow, right? We always have shit, but it will, the more we learn to grow past the stuff that is and was there, the the new levels we reach right and so mm -hmm. new new levels equals new challenges equals a, a different kind of shit right um yeah. but let's say you know like i get to the age of 22 and i think this is a mistake that we've really kind of made and perpetuated is that like you become an adult and then you're done your growth is done forgetting that of course like growth is the human experience yeah but if i get to that point and there's some shit that i've been through in the past maybe a really bad breakup or some stuff from my childhood or whatever um and or i was bullied you know horrendously at school or whatever and i'm like well i don't want to deal with that stuff i'm just going to go through life trying to you know grow or improve or be successful but i haven't dealt with that then at 30 at 40 that's still the shit in my closet that i haven't dealt with so i can never get to the point of facing new shit mm -hmm. that's still the stuff running the yeah. show beneath the surface right so once i can deal with it and that's the idea with being vulnerable is on one level vulnerability is asking you to be honest and mm -hmm. in this sense it's asking you to be honest with yourself mm -hmm. like what haven't i dealt with that i could do with dealing with so i can become stronger and more capable mentally emotionally physically to deal with it and move past it and be able to deal with greater challenges in life yeah uh, yeah that, that's the, the simplicity of it and for the, sure the earlier point a lot of that ends up being in our relationships not just romantic but but yeah know, how we relate with others for sure and there's a couple of things i want to further explore with you that you touched on the first one is really around connecting with other people especially men and i find mm -hmm. that to be very therapeutic when you mm -hmm. can find that trust and safe space with other men mm -hmm. of vulnerability i think as men we can hold each other accountable um and and you know i think there's less Personally, I believe there's less emotions and personalization involved when you're talking to other men. Whereas if you're talking to, uh, you know, your romantic partner, it, it's easy to take things personally. But what are, what's your perspective on the ability of men to connect with other men and really build that foundation of, of trust and vulnerability uh, and mm. be held accountable so they can be their better selves when they're in relationships? Yeah, I mean, wh where I would start with that is like, man, I just, I just think it's absolutely vital. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, as uh, me and you, know, like a lot of the work that I've done in the past has been around like starting the conversation. So, for example, I, I've for a while had this uh, organization, let's call it called Beyond the Beers. And um, for those who don't um, speak Kiwi, I, 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 we pronounce beer every type of um, <clears throat> iteration of that the same way. So I'm talking about the drink beyond the beers. And the idea is about, you know, taking a beer with mates to new depths and actually talking about the shit that matters. Mm. Because we tend to not really do that. And a lot of us have male relationships and friendships where it's just on the surface. It's, it's banter. 
it's talking about women and cars and movies and whatever. And that stuff is beautiful and it's healthy and, and, and it's, it's being kept honest, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, and then sometimes that goes too far when someone, there's a cost, right? Someone gets picked on, but that stuff is beautiful and healthy, but we need to be able to go beyond that. But we've never really learned that that's acceptable or doable. We haven't had it modeled to us. Um, and when we connect to, you know, like from a, if we go way, way back, from a kind of point of evolution, mm-hmm. you know, men were always going out together in groups and hunting, and that was a bonding um, thing. But it wasn't just that; you, you had to be bonded because it was like, in some sense, life or death. It was providing yeah. for you and the people who mattered to you and your community and your tribe, and that meant a lot of things. It meant that you need to be able to communicate. It needs. It meant that you need to have integrity, and and your brother can depend on you. Mm-hmm. There, has to be some accountability there and if things don't go right we need to be able to sit around the fire around the hearth and, and talk about that what went wrong what was our part in that and so we don't have that by and large anymore right because in that is obviously you know young men being witness to that learning it and and, and developing into uh, men who can then take on that role yeah we don't really have those things anymore right so when all we have is the surface relationships and banter it lacks depth and I would put it to most men that they want depth in their lives. Mm-hmm. So we need to be able to go to our depths individually in our relationships and with the men uh, in our lives. Um, so that's pretty important, right? Yeah. And yeah. so what can that look like? Now, I suppose I should point out another thing, and that is a lot of men don't even have the, the surface level relationships with other men. Yeah. You know, they have very few friendships or connections in general, or they have them with women. Why? Because it's easier. Maybe they've grown up, you know, to not having strong males around or males around at all. They grew up with sisters and mothers that kind of, um, they became the, the golden child and their emotions were always taken care of. And so they've always gone to the feminine for approval and a sense of importance and, and reassurance, all this kind of stuff. So we have to understand that any individual needs modeling of masculine and feminine. And most definitely a boy and a man needs modeling and interaction with the, the masculine so that we can, learn what that is we can yeah. develop it so that's like the, the simple way i would look at it to start with for, from a foundational aspect and then it, that looks like so many things but there's, there's there's so much power in being seen by other men mm-hmm. being yeah. witnessed by other men because and, and you said the term before you know that's kind of safe container yeah. and this is one of those challenging things you know like I would say that term, you know, like men need safe spaces. And then, you know, there's a, there's a big movement where you would say men don't need safe spaces. Men have had the, you know, the rub of the green for so long. It's like, yeah. And it's been all mostly like unhealthy, immature, adolescent version of masculinity and connecting. Mm-hmm. And guess what? As a world, we're paying the prices for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Our relationships, our family systems are paying the price for that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and one of the things I've noticed, uh, and I think you touched on it briefly as well, is is the fact that a lot of men, uh, myself included, at certain points in my life, I didn't prioritize that time with other men. You know, mm. I didn't set it aside. And often, to your point, you know, those relationships were superficial. We were talking about sports, or mm. you know, what was going on in our lives, but we weren't really getting into the depths of our emotions and and the Mm. struggles we were having on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's when you get to that depth of conversation and you prioritize that time, 
that's where it becomes really important to have other men in your life. Mm. And I see that quite often, you know, and it's easy, like, you know, you're in a relationship, you start having kids, it's really hard to make time for that stuff. But I think Mm. it's equally important to do so. So you can uh, be a different version when you do come home to your to to your wife or your spouse yeah. or your children absolutely yeah 100 percent. i mean i you know i think of it as, as like medicine in a sense right yeah. like it's it's part of a healthy diet quote unquote you know it's nourishing mentally emotionally and physically right um and so that's that's yeah we haven't had the importance on it and 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 you know we could look at many reasons some of them we've kind of discussed but also other points like you know as you say like might not be everyone's existence but let's say you're in a relationship and certainly in that kind of heteronormative sense there's if the mode has been for a long time both maybe for you individually and in the collective what you've seen is you know boys will be boys and go out and get pissed with your mates and just be lads and all that again i want to be clear like i'm not man i'm not shaming that stuff and mm-hmm. judging that stuff it's so fucking healthy to have that level of connection and and camaraderie right because there's a beauty to it and there is an accountability to it but we need to be able to go to the depths but if that's been the only um, existence then we have these kind of dialogues that exist which is very adolescent uh, and i don't again say that in a judgmental way we haven't moved past that adolescent psychology where you know, I want to go out and get some time away from the missus or the relationship and go and, you know, like play out with the boys, whatever that is. Um, and so I need to get permission and all this kind of stuff versus here's something that I need for myself mm-hmm. to nourish me as a human. Yeah. To, so I can be my best, so I can show up and give my best in the relationship. Now, what does that stuff entail, right? Many things, but again, being real, being open, being honest, seen, witnessed, you know. And one of the reasons that we don't do that is because that sounds fucking terrifying mm-hmm. to a lot of men who've never had that. Mm-hmm. Because we struggle to even give a really honest answer to our friends, our friends who yeah. we are loyal and have relationships with about how we are and what's going on in our lives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're so terrified a lot of the time of that potentially being used against us or me being judged and seen as weak or not man enough or something like that fill in the blank so we don't do it and of course we haven't you know had it modeled but when you can step into an environment where you can like it is entirely safe for you all of you to be seen and witnessed and held and that to be okay mm-hmm. one it tells you that it's okay huh. yeah okay two it makes it okay to keep exploring a safe environment with Mm -hmm. with other men where you truly feel safe to be seen you know your 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 heart your softness can be seen and that be okay not only does it tell you that it's okay but it it tells you okay to, to that it's okay to explore it and that happens when it's being led and supported and by other men and so on but not only that when I allow myself to be seen, all of me, my challenges, my struggles, my insecurities, in, in a safe environment with other men who are there as well, right, are in it with me, there's that invitation to grow and do something about it. And that's where that accountability, as you said, that accountability comes in, right? Like mm-hmm. being held accountable. Well, this, we see you, you're, 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 you're loved, you're seen, you're worthy, all these things. And like to, to make a, a short point, what do you need to do? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. We've got your back. How can we support you? 
What can we hold you accountable to? And, and, and that, again, sounds very terrifying if you've never had that level of accountability. And I would put it to any man listening who might feel a little bit fuck, uncomfortable or challenged by that. That is a big red alarm showing you that that's what you need. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if nothing else, you need that. We yep. need it as men. Yep. We most definitely do. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll finish that point by looping back on, you know, like from a very basic instinctual evolutionary standpoint, the masculine, the hunter in us needs that level of accountability because that shit is life and death at a very, very primal level for us. And that's why we talk about purpose, you know, and integrity being so important for me mm-hmm. because it connects us to our roots. And, and you can get that in many environments and you can access some of that alone. And you can most certainly access some of that in, in women with the presence of women and the feminine, but there's nothing that matches it like the presence of other men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And I guess for men that are wondering how they can get that, I think, you know, most places nowadays uh, have a lot of uh, men's group uh, that their sole purpose is to have these conversations and mm. and have that uh, environment where everyone can come and sit in a circle and have these conversations. Um, so, so there are a lot of avenues there. Uh, there's also... Mm. With technology today there's virtual uh men's yeah. groups so there's tons of it out there where there's no judgment no shame involved uh very open environment where everyone's yeah. welcome so you know i would encourage anyone listening who is seeking this or doesn't know how to find it to, to go yeah. search for it because it's there yeah and also i'll give you a really easy um one that we often look past and that is your existing male friendships mm-hmm. they're there but it just needs someone to start it. Yeah. And so here's a really simple way that I'll, I'll, I'll play that out for you. As men, we often have this thing about loyalty. You know, it's very high value for a lot of men in my experience. I believe we tend to have it misconstrued a little bit. We tend to be loyal to other things external to us over our own values and in our own needs and wants. And that's not quite loyalty. Uh, but let's utilize that loyalty that we have to others. So I would say this, most men who have, you know, mates and friends and but they don't necessarily go a, a bit deeper and have that level of like fuck, i feel seen and held and valued right it is most of us if our mate came to us and they were like hey Fakan, i'm struggling like with mm-hmm. this thing you know in my relationship and i don't know what to do about it can you help me most of us would be like yeah man i'll help like how can i support you mm-hmm. you know we are ready and waiting to support and help our mates. So, so notice that we're already in waiting. Yeah. It just needs someone to start it. Mm-hmm. You know what, dude, this is where I'm at. You asked me how I am. And if it's okay with you, I'd love to share like for real, how I am and what's going on. Can you, can you handle that? Just listen. I don't need solutions. And maybe you can bounce back some ideas. Yeah. That's fucking easy. Yeah it's it's sitting there waiting for us so yeah. i want to be clear on that because you know it's such, such a beautiful point that you make there's opportunities everywhere and often right in front of us yeah no that's very powerful and for for again just for men that are you know if your friend comes to you just again i think our typical tendency is to go into fix-it mode mm-hmm. <laughs> and quite often men and women included when they just want to be heard they just mm-hmm. want to be heard <laughs> So I yeah. like stressing that point because myself yeah. included, 
I just want to find a solution, right? So yeah, and and often to the point as well, even before that is, you know, the person starting it, we won't start it until we think that, okay, now the only option is, you know, some great drastic solution, right? And so I've tried and I've held off as long as I can, like there's some badge of honor to that. There's not, <laughs> you know, that there's no prize at the end of your life for suffering and silence the most. There's not, um, but maybe we can, you yeah, know, we could do with not carrying as much shit around. Mm-hmm right lighten the yeah. load a little bit yeah yeah be proactive you know it's like yeah. taking your car exactly. uh, for service don't wait till uh the lights go off <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, except you know like way more complex and way more important absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah um and so the other thing i wanted to touch on and, and you talked about it also was relationships and i find mm. that very important because there's quite often we carry a lot of uh, baggage or or trauma from childhood mm. and that presents itself different in different ways in our relationships so how you know and doing that inner work is so important so you can show up as your whole self in a relationship mm. um, again just want to get your thoughts on that and and what your perspective is yeah well I mean yeah so you know like one of the things I said at the top you know like I'm a men's coach I don't consider myself to be a relationship coach but I work with men um, fundamentally with their and on their relationship with themselves you know any relationship that we have is going to be a reflection of uh, the relationship with ourselves and therefore um, be limited you know by our, our ability to connect and create relationships with others romantic or otherwise business etc is going to be um, limited by the depth of the relationship I have with myself. And so that's often the work that we might end up doing. And of course, that cascades out into the rest of our lives. And um, I think we would be foolish to uh, think that romantic relationships aren't a huge, important part of our lives for most individuals. Maybe not, you know, you right now, but at some point, most people want to couple and create companionship and that kind of thing. So it's it's worthwhile giving some attention to, right? But yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's, there's many things perhaps that we didn't learn at school, but one of them is how to relate to other humans and how to deal with your own shit so we can better relate to other humans and navigate the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's, that's such, such important work for us as individuals. And then obviously for a relationship, if that happens, and then, you know, a family unit, like the relationship with self predicates the relationship I have, which then predicates the family environment. And then the broader, you know, wider family and community. And that's why I think the work for man and man as an individual has such flow on effect. Um, but often where a lot of our shit presents uh, is in our romantic relationships, yes. right? where we get triggered and, you know, the, there's a quote um, that comes to mind from a, a gentleman called Francis Weller. And he says, I think it was him, or at least he was quoting someone else. And it, it's this, to ripen. And, you know, there's a, a, a lot of people, I think, um, it's popular these days, I suppose, to do some work on yourself and all that kind of stuff. And we can often get into the idea of, I need to heal and like do all of this work myself. And then I can go and get into a relationship or whatever. And it's like, maybe there's some shit that you've got to deal with. You know, like if you've been jumping from relationship to relationship or always, you know, having the same patterns in relationships, like stop for a bit mm-hmm. and deal with some stuff. 
but all of our shit has come about in some form uh, in relationship to others. So some of that crucial healing and growth is also going to need to happen in relationship to others. And the idea of like love invites us to ripen is like, you know, we're, we're, we're this thing that, that, that comes into a relationship and then there's so much room and opportunity and, mm-hmm. and uh, I suppose like asking for our growth in that container. And so, you know, all of our shit will be poked and prodded and triggered and we can keep reacting to those things and try and build a relationship and create a relationship. Or as you said before, we can be proactive and grow past those things together as we co-create this mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the misconception, I think you touched on it as well, is, is this uh, idea that I need to heal before I can go into a relationship. And, and to your point, yeah, there's a certain extent of healing you need to, to uh, do, obviously, because if there's you know, to your point, constant things that keep coming up, you need to heal those. But Mm. you really don't know other parts of yourself that you need to heal until you're triggered. And quite often, we aren't triggered until we are in a romantic relationship, like you said, and then you start realizing, holy crap, (laughs) there's all these things that are triggering me, what Mm. is the source, what is the root? And, you know, I like to use that sports analogy is where, you know, your coach can sit there and come up with a game plan but you won't really know how you're going to perform until you go execute it. Right. And that's, you know, you could do all this healing, but until you're not really in that situation where you're being triggered, you don't know how you're going to show up. And, and I find to your point, relationships are an amazing reminder (laughs) of the constant work we need to do on ourselves. Um, But, you know, I think personally, in my opinion, you know, you, you come as two independent people that are doing their own work but at Mm. the same time you also grow together uh like you said in that container yeah absolutely and and i love that right and you know the the other i suppose iteration of what you said came to mind for me was they're a constant reminder of who you are yes if you're willing to pay attention Mm -hmm. and it's very easy for us to um as people but i do see this as a pattern in in a lot of men who have again haven't learned the stuff had it modeled wonderfully and haven't gone to the extent of like giving a shit about it and investing in it um to place it on the other right like you know they're doing this and so for example i had this a client of mine uh messaged me earlier today and you know this is a, a wonderful dude and you know he's really diving into his work and he sees this is often the case I see for a lot of men, you know, like, first of all, I hear from so many women who are like, I want my man to do this work. How do I get him to do this work? That, that's the, the, the predominant um, kind of faction yeah. of, of that. <laughs> but then the men who do come into my, to my, my work, my major coaching program, often there's the other way, like, oh, it's my partner. And quite often, to, to our earlier point, the men in their lives. So here's a, here's a dude who he's now seeing right like when we haven't we don't know a lot of this stuff we're, we're ignorant to some degree and then you open your eyes to it you have all these awarenesses all of a sudden it can be quite overwhelming mm-hmm. and sometimes quite distressing and off-putting like oh i see all the shit that i'm doing and i don't have the tools or the know how to, to fix it or adjust it or whatever yet and i see it in others and, and this is a great case for this guy he's doing such amazing work you know in his own life and he's looking at his friends you know his brothers and he's seeing the patterns and stuff in them. And so he doesn't want to fix it for them, but he wants to support them. 
Why? Because mm-hmm. he's a fucking good friend. You know, he's loyal, all the stuff that we just discussed. Yeah. And he asked me and he was like, hey, my good mate, you know, he's just had a, a baby with his partner. And so, you know, they're, they're, they're navigating all of the challenges of that. And he's finding that she's being like really cutting and biting and nagging and, and like, you know, at him a lot on the smallest things. And so he was coming to me for some advice. Like, what, 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 what can he do? <laughs> and, and I said to him, look, you, you know how it works with me. Like, I'm not going to give you one simple solution because there isn't a simple solution to this. The answer to this is the work. Mm-hmm. If he wants that to change, then he gets to look at how do I change this? Mm-hmm. Not in that instant, here's a fix for that dynamic in our relationship. Right. But how do I understand me and how I'm showing up and creating some of this and then understand her and what's going on for her in this so we can then come to the table and work as teammates. I was like, so I said to him, you, you know this in part that the, the answer for him is to do this work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be yeah. his best to understand him to understand her to understand relationship dynamics to understand and improve his capability in communication and where his triggers are coming off and why, why maybe her triggers are that's the work here yeah. you know it's not waiting till a relationship has ended and going fuck i don't want to have to have that again or it's at rock bottom it's going this could be better yeah let me lead that mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, and I think the the common narrative, at least what I've seen, is is quite often people sit there and wait for their partner. It's like if my mm. partner starts doing this, then I'll start doing this. And again, mm. you can sit there and wait for the rest of your life, or you can take that charge, right? And and I find it often it's very conditional. It's I need A to happen before I do this. So you know mm. what are what again? Like, do you see that quite often with with the work you're doing? Yeah, and, and, and I think it's, a, a, you know, there's, I mean, first of all, if we haven't made it clear, relationships are complex and challenging, right? Um, and so, you know, I think one of the things that has been a a tricky tightrope tight and, and, you know, maybe a little bit of a consequence um, of, you know, like a monumentally important rise of the feminine and woman inequality. So let's be super clear on that. Yeah. But I think for a lot of men, there's been a muddying of the waters of like, what the fuck is my role? Mm-hmm. How do I do this? And so what I see for a lot of men is a, a discomfort, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, and, and, and an inability, inability, and often therefore an unwillingness to take the lead in their relationships, to yeah. take action, to make decisions, to, to set a direction, right? Like to, to show up with purpose and give their partner something to rely on and so often there's that kind of passivity there you know the waiting the hoping the subtle suggestions the 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 loud sighing you know like oh hopefully if i sigh enough they'll notice and inquire and change their behaviors or something like fucking hell (laughs) equality doesn't mean sit back and sigh and hope your partner does the emotional labor for you that's not equality actually Mm -hmm. you know so but i but i there's again it's complex right but i see that i I believe that that kind of thing has led to that a little bit where a lot of men are are a bit afraid to be more decisive and um and and direct and by that i don't mean dominating and domineering Mm -hmm. um in their relationships and and so yeah there's, there's a lot of that waiting yeah and and maybe with that as you said the the um the conditional you know if when but also i think in that 
there's like the individual's insecurities and so on. Like I, but what if I lead or ask or direct or something and it's not picked up on, it's mm -hmm. not received, then I face rejection. And even though if we're single and the idea of being rejected by someone we don't know is large, you don't know them. Like, yeah. But the, the idea of being rejected by the person that we are most invested in carries so much more weight. So I think that's a big part of that as well. Yeah, yeah, no, and thank you for breaking it down that way. I think there there is a huge component of the whole equality place because because men have kind of, they're confused too, right? And I think ultimately you have to take charge if you want to see change. Um, uh, the, the last thing I wanted yeah, to- Yeah, and, and so to, just to put yeah. a, a term on that, because again, I, I know it's nuanced and it can be really challenging and we want black or white answers. Okay, so I need- so, so please don't take away from this. I need to take charge of my relationship. And, and if you don't know what that is, it, it clumsy and, and ineffective. But how can I lead? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that invites perhaps more curiosity, hopefully. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. part of that I would say is like leading the conversation, <laughs> like about that with your partner. Like, hey, I see this. And I know sometimes I struggle to lead a conversation or I wait, you know, as you said, right, I, I might be hoping that you see something in me and you make a decision and then I can change or whatever. Um, I'd like for that to change. How can we do that together? Like, that's how you can lead it, you know, like yeah. actually have the conversation about it with your partner. Sorry. Mm -hmm. you yeah, yeah, no, thanks. Um, I, I think, you know, in terms of like bringing it full circle, you know, we've talked about men's relationship with other men, men's relationship with their partners. And the last piece I wanted to touch on, and, and you've said the work you really do is helping men uh, with, in their relationships with themselves. Mm. And what are some of the things men need to be mindful of when it comes to, um, you know, having that relationship with themselves, you know, and, and some of the things I talk about is, again, that whole concept of self-love, but that's, you know, it's thrown around a lot and, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on what does that truly look like and what are some of the things you're doing with, with the men you're working with? Yeah, so it, 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 it's a great point and it is something to really explore because, um, you know, it's like, it, it's like the term, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, there's terms like this that we have in, in the world of personal development, which um, it can sound great, you know, on an Instagram post and, and look good, you know, done on some fancy piece of wood up on the wall, but what the fuck does it mean? You mm -hmm. know, like the, the masculine needs pragmatism, right? Um, so the relationship with myself, you know, like just be yourself. You know, I've heard these kind of cynical um, things in the past. I've probably said them myself a long time ago. Like I'm, I'm me, who else would I be? You know, like, okay, cool. Um, the relationship with myself, like, what do you mean? Like, you know, slipping out the back and kind of getting one off. No, it's understanding yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like, who are you? Now, that's a question that I ask and have asked many men, but I ask every man who comes into my coaching environment, like my major coaching program, Everyday Legends Academy, it's the first module. We look at that for two weeks, but fundamentally we're answering that question for the six months of the program. Who mm -hmm. are you? And I think about it like this. One, that turns out to be a very challenging and often very confronting question for a lot of men. Yeah. And then I think too, 
I mean, I'm 39 and a, and a fair bit. Um, so I've been me my whole life. And you would think if there's one question, it's that question. Mm-hmm. But we often don't. We're often terrified. We don't know how to answer it. We don't even know where to start. We often start with the, 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 the things that we've collected or where we happen to be born or born into. And they don't tell us anything about you, the individual. So that's really where I, what I mean when we start with that relationship for self. Like, do you really know yourself, mm-hmm. who you are, what you're about, what you want? Like, what do you value? What do you give a shit about? What terrifies you? What are your insecurities? What are the root of those? Why do you keep doing that frustrating thing that you say to yourself, don't do that? Or why don't you do that thing that you know you want to do, but you mm-hmm. never do it? Like mm-hmm. understand yourself. So for me, that's really what, what it is um, predicated in, in terms of building that relationship with self. In a simple term, it's building self-awareness. Yeah. Uh, now, then there's this idea of like self-love again, which is, you know, l- l- fluffy, I think. And, and it, it, it struggles to really connect for a, a lot of guys. So here's where I'll connect it for you. Self-respect. Do you respect yourself? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to invite everyone to maybe go away from this and really sit with that. Because I feel like it's the kind of question that's really easy to answer like very quickly on the surface. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, of course, of course I do. Or maybe no, I don't. Let's really explore it. Because self-love and whatever, you know, you might get a list of 10 things in a, in a post about it, what those things are. They all require me to have respect for myself enough to value myself, to fucking look after myself mm-hmm. and do things that are for me, that nourish me, that put me in environments, that challenge me with other men, you know, relationships that will invite me to grow all these, whatever it is, all these things, eat decent food, exercise and move my body, you know, get some fresh air, meditate, like whatever those things are, allow myself to sit down and relax mm-hmm. and not have to be working and creating and building all the time. So for me, that's kind of where I, I base things like self-love and self-care is um, respecting yourself mm-hmm. in the way for, for and this is a, a simple connection, I think, for a lot of men, respecting yourself in the way that you hope other people will respect you mm-hmm. or that you're maybe living your life so that other people will respect you. First, show yourself and the world that you have that level of respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that also comes with like, firm boundaries and stuff Mm. like that modeling behavior of how you want to be treated Mm. um um, and i guess the the whole understanding yourself aspect that also changes over time right like you know if you become a father that's going to change uh you know you start a new job that's going to change so i think that in itself is part of your journey of growth and and you need it's something you need to be asking yourself quite frequently uh Mm. because that answer may change at times yeah, absolutely. Well, of course. As we said earlier, the human experience is change and growth. So that, that's always kind of growing. And, you know, we've kind of, I, I, I think, maybe perpetuated and celebrated this idea that, you know, if you work hard enough in life, you can get to a point when things are okay. But the moment we try and get to a point where now everything's fine, life will grow past you. But that doesn't mean, of course, that we... Um, should never stop smell the roses and celebrate life of course please do that most definitely do that Mm -hmm. but that the journey continues that we continually grow and evolve 
and I think simultaneously become more complex and simple, you know, and um, be in constant conversation and relationship with and, and inquiry with yourself. Absolutely. Um, Mike, you know, I want to thank you again for coming on here and, and sharing your insight and wisdom. Really appreciate it. Um, for listeners that want to find you or get a hold of you, can you share some of the, the best ways that, that, that they can find you or get a hold of you? Yeah, so I mean, you can find me, uh, you know, online, Mike Campbell. It's a, a somewhat of a common um, name, but um, <laughs> mikecampbell.com.au. Um, I don't tend to have Google uh, nailed, and when I say that, it's because there's a famous musician um, who who tends to nail all of that. But yeah, otherwise, uh, Instagram, Mike Campbell MC. Find me there, and you know, everything else is kind of clicked off there. And, you know, like if you've got questions and so on, come and ask, you know, uh, DMs and Instagram is the best place. You know, I'm very passionate about this work and supporting everyday men. And so I love, you know, engagement and getting questions. And I know for a lot of guys, that's uh, daunting. It's challenging, you know, to, to, to even reach out and put your mm -hmm. hand up. And that's why my work will always hopefully and aim to be um, simple and accessible for, for men to take the step. And, and go let's let's do something let's you know become who i can become so that might be a simple message send it yeah absolutely and and again thank you again for coming on here and uh you know i'm super grateful so yeah you're welcome thanks for having me yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> beautiful thank you for tuning in to another episode as always please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the episodes or leave a comment in the comment section i always love hearing from you Thank you again and until next week.